is Wednesday, July 2nd, 2014, and this is Radio Wave. everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Mechigoria, and in these days, just coming on the heels of the 33rd anniversary, we received a message this morning from Our Lady through Mariana on the day for prayer for non-believers. And so tonight, a friend of Mechigoria, it's a very important message we received, a very powerful message. There's a lot to it. And a friend of Mechigoria tonight is going to open up to us some new insights to this message some new insights to understanding Our Lady, who she is, and what it is that she told us earlier today and how we might live that in our lives. So as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Pope Francis just recently said, a Christian without Mary is an orphan. And how sad it is so many people not just Protestants, even Catholics, do not know Mary, do not recognize what's taking place, and many could care less. But God's got a package deal in the Virgin Mary's coming every day for 33 years. And that deal is three secrets, three admonitions that they'll be forced to deal with. Our Lady gives a special blessing. She gave it here three times in 1988, and we've always promoted it from that. We'll have our lineage and a heritage where when it's folklore or legend, that we've got it rooted through the community that people could always come here and get the special blessing. But I believe that marks people. I believe it touches them that when they hear about Medjugorje or hear about a lady somewhere down the road, two years, five years, whenever they're fruit of their soul is ripe for that through cognition that they receive, brings it to, to a certain point, they hear by a lady and they grab a hold to that. And so our lady wants to reach everybody in the world, every single person. There's a grace available in a miraculous proportion compared to what's been available in the past. Like Lucy said of the rosary to a priest, We've talked about this before. That I tell you, Father, there's not any problem, not any difficulty, not anything, not with the nations, nor the whole world, that the rosary will not solve. And he's been given a new effigy through Fatima. But even a new effigy through Medjugorje. Greater is our power through Medjugorje, 
through the things that we have to go through, through the request she makes for us to pray daily for, that as we progress in this walk, she gains more strength in heaven and our intercessory power before God's throne to win what we, we need for the world to be saved. And so it is today our lady came and gave a message on the day of non-believers, which mostly points to us that we have to clean up our act before we can give the act of witness and conviction to a non-believer. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's July 2nd, 2014th message given through Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, I, the mother of all of you gathered here and the mother of the entire world, am blessing you with a motherly blessing and call you to set out on the way of humility. That way leads to the coming to know the love of my son. My son is almighty. He is in everything. If you, my children, do not become cognizant of this, then darkness, blindness, rule in your soul. Only humility can heal you. My children, I always lived humbly, courageously, and in hope. I knew, I became cognizant that God is in us, and we are in God. I'm asking the same of you. I desire for all of you to be with me in eternity because you are a part of me. I will help you on your way. My love will envelop you like a mantle and make of you apostles of my light, of God's light. With the love that comes forth from humility, You will bring light to where darkness, blindness rule. You will be bringing my son, who is the light of the world. I am always alongside your shepherds, and I pray that they may always be an example of humility for you. Thank you. It's an incredible intimacy that our ladies dress into us as lay people. The people wonder why those in the church aren't getting on board with Medjugorje. Ali ends his message says, I am always along the side, alongside your shepherds. And I pray that they may always be an example of humility for you. She's speaking to us. She didn't say, I pray for you, shepherds. I want you shepherds to know that I'm alongside of you. And I want you, my shepherds, to be an example of humility. She doesn't say that. She speaks and addresses this message, this letter today. Dear child, whatever your name is, you can put your name in place of child, dear children. And this is she addressing you. And then she shifts, talking about a third person, not you, but telling you about the third person. I am always alongside your shepherds. She's telling me that. She's telling you that. And I pray that they may always be an example of humility for you. This is the first time since the beginning of the church that the church will be renewed, not through religious, not through orders, but through the laity. That actually causes some problems for us. It's like as if we're AWOL. 
But this is Mary guiding the show. This is her plan. She actually gave a message once that says, I come from the people. Jesus went to the people, the fisherman, the tax collector, the prostitute. Jesus went to that to make his disciples, both men and women. And he built it from that point. As things age, as things interlock and become so integrated, and things rot, mentalities are burnt into stone, hardness, that the only way to correct it is build a new system. The church is going to go underneath the new Pentecost. It will see apostles risen up. I already said it again yet, again today. I desire for all of you to be with me in eternity because you are part of me. I will help you on the way. My love will envelop you like a mantle and make you apostles of my light, of God's light. Some may not like that. Are we leaving out the vocations and the priest? No. We need them for the sacraments. But also we need the laity to become the fame carriers of the word put into the life because they would make up most of the culture and the church and society. And we're not getting the other half of the food. We get the Eucharist. We get it from the sacraments. We can't do that as priests because that's their vocation. But what we can do is evangelize the word. And we're commissioned to do that. We don't have to apologize for that. We don't have to ask permission to do that. We have the right of baptism, R-I-T-E, that gives us a right, R-G-H-T, to evangelize. I don't need to go ask anybody about that to speak on behalf of the church. Pope Francis just said two weeks ago that you don't have to be a priest or a bishop to speak for the church. The very nature of that statement, the very nature of the principles our lady is bringing to us is trying to get us to start speaking for the church through our witness first, through holy living, through going to the priests and the bishops for our confessions and the sacraments that they give us. But we are to renew the face of the earth through the Holy Spirit. Yes, through humility. Because humility is where the power is. When you know you're nothing, when you know that you can't do anything, because it's the Almighty, as I already said today, my Son is Almighty, He is everything. If you become cognizant of this, then darkness, blindness, Rather, if by showing you do not become cognizant of this, then darkness and blindness rule in your souls. That's what we have prevailing in the church today. We have many people orphaned because they don't expect, accept Mary. Not just this Catholic church, but even Protestant church. We're going downhill. Our eyes came to change that direction. And it's real very extraordinary today that she talks about her life. Once I was with Maria, I said, tell me about, has that lady ever told you about her life? She says, yes. I said, what did she tell you? She said she talked about her and Joseph and their married life as, as far as raising Jesus. I said, can you tell me some of those things? She says, no. I says, is, is it a secret? She said, no. 
I said, well, why did she tell you? And it's not a secret. You can't tell me. She says, because she told me personally for me to help me with my life. So what you respect, what you honor, what you adore, what you hold in esteem, you imitate. People do it to rock stars, act like them. People follow people who are no better than idiots, even in sports and behave their bad behavior or imitate their bad behavior. Why would you think Mary or Maria, who sees Mary every day, wouldn't want those traits in her life? And you can see her walking across the room. You can see the way she walks dishes. You can see how she tidies things up, how she speaks to people. She's a window of those things Maria was told by Our Lady and are witness of that. And I observe her in this. And I see how she does these things. And it's beautiful. So Our Lady says, only, humil- only humility can heal you. We are in great need of healing in the church. We're in great need and healing of our own hearts. And we're in tremendous healing of our nation. But it comes within our heart that comes from by. It comes by. Our Lady says, my children, I always lived humbly. She's talking about herself here. This is what I was trying to get Maria to tell me. I always lived humbly, courageously, and in hope. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Faith, my one of my granddaughters called today and says, me, me and her were sitting on a bridge across the creek and back for one of our sawmill lunches when we took the break several weeks ago. I told her a story that happened back there with her dad when he was a little kid and uh, her two, two, and his two other brothers, Con Casey. We was back there crossing the creek. It's a wide, little bit, about 15-foot wide creek. And there was a copper, uh, a cottonmouth water mosque in there in the water, big, thick one, long. So I told one of the boys, Casey, or I think it was, to <clears throat> go get a shotgun. And I told her the story, and so she called me today saying, hey, Papa, don't forget to tell that story on Radio Wave. Because I told her, yes, a good story, I'll tell it. And then today's message really falls right into this. She calls me this afternoon. Our lady said in a message today, I'll be with you on the way. I'll help you on your way. And these little stories come up. She gives us the things to talk about, things to witness about, things to live by, the strength to do it. This happened years ago. I actually forgot about the story too. We were sitting there talking, eating our lunch, hanging our feet off this bridge, watching the water go by. So I told my son, Casey, I think it was, to go get the shotgun. He comes back down. He's got birdshot in it. I flip with a big stick, this snake, up on the bank, out in the, out in the dirt so he can escape away. <clears throat> and because we got kids that are in the water, we don't want to cut them out around here. So I shot the thing. And Faith, of course, my granddaughter's name, you have to have faith to have hope. Our Lady said today, courageous and in hope. I always lived humbly, courageous, and in hope. And I can tell you what happened to that snake after that when we shot it. You're talking about hope. You're talking about something that is impossible to happen that only can have faith in it. An interesting faith's name came up in this today. Because when I shot it, it busted open and two fish were inside that snake. And they start flopping around. And none of the birdshot hurt those fish. 
It's an amazing thing. Here these fish were goners. I could just imagine one telling the other, we're, we're dead now. This is it. And they'd been in there for several minutes by the time they got back to the house with a shotgun. But can you imagine the hopelessness of being inside a snake's belly and there's no way that's going to happen and I just have to walk by at the right time at the right moment right after you swallowed them, two of them? We picked the fish back up and threw them back in the water and swim away. Can you imagine that? This is a big lesson. Because the lady says she lived humbly, courageously, and in hope. No matter what your situation, no matter how bad the hope or, or how bleak it is, you're to have hope. Because this makes you, what the lady goes and says, I become cognizant that God is in us and we're in God. The lady is telling us some profound things. She's part of heaven. She desires, she says, for all of you to be with me in eternity because you are part of me. How does that work? Our day wants us to be one. The Christian life with baby Jesus, with Mary and Joseph, had to be beautiful. Maria heard the voice of baby Jesus two years ago, two Christmases ago. And he said, live my commandments. She said, the voice is beautiful. Jesus is a part of lady, blood of blood. The Holy Virgin Mary, the mother, part of heaven, we choose our way. And our lady's message is today. She says exactly that. You, I desire that all of you to be with me in eternity because you are part of me. I will help you on the way. Bed of a earthen floor, strangers walk through the door. Oh, I wanted much more for you. Get him, can't you tell? All is fine, all is well in the word of the angel was true. He's part of you, and he's part of me, he's part of heaven, he's part of you. He's part of me, He's part of heaven By my side every day My way, give me wisdom. I pray, O oh Lord. He is ours for a while. Every tear and every smile, till He is everyone's child to adore. 
part of you, it is part of me, it's part of him. He's part of you, it is part of me, it's part of to ask a question actually to all those who are listening if you could picture in your head what does a mantle look like for me this word I have no cognition with this word I am a reader of a poem in the man God so this word comes up a lot but I have to mentally think about what what I think a mantle looks like so my question is why would our lady use a word that we have no cognition with in our time. It seems to me that if she used the word blanket or comforter or coat or jacket or something like that, that would immediately give me a visual of what she's speaking about. And yet she uses a word that, at least in our culture, has no real ready reasoning or visual for us. And it seems that it in some way connects to her speaking about her own life in this message that's out of uh, that's not a usual thing for her to do in her messages. So why do you think she used that term? Well, it's showing us so that she's unchanging. She adapts, just like in Guadalupe, she said had Mexican uh, clothing on. Uh, a dress that shows that signifies she was queen, signifies also that she was pregnant. And so our lady does change in a, those ways. Uh, people want to change her into different skin colors and doing this, but that's not how she appears. Not she didn't appear, she appeared who she was. Uh, even in, I know somebody was really close to the image of Guadalupe and things. Actually, he built the, he was one of two people who built the new cathedral there for it, which is huge in the 70s. He was able to go in and touch the, the, the mantle. Only somebody like the Pope can go do that because they donated a lot and did the whole 
the whole shrine that exists today uh, because they own this huge, huge uh, engineer and concrete company combined. They let him and his wife and the other couple of the company go do that. But he was telling me a story that they actually had a priest like in 1916, somewhere in that period, change and painted over part of the image. They give it more of an indigenous look of the people. Why can't man just be content out of is who she is? She might dress a different way. Even in Wanda, they want to tone down her color. Our lady is who she is. Why Why should that be changed to modern or to fit mentalities and ideas of what we think things should be? Just like she says, you imagine God as you believe, not as who he truly is. And so our lady's coming in this modern time, still speaking of something, of a mantle, because it is protection. But, you know, when you look at chickens, you look at their agrarian life, and you watch how they walk, and, and when they when they cover the eggs, they spread and draw down their wings to cover the, the eggs. And then when they're born, it's a beautiful sight to see all these baby chicks underneath their wings, just like a mantle. It's protecting them. And if they don't get underneath their wings and they get cold, they die because they have to stay underneath the heat of the warmth of the mother. And they get out for a little while, and as they get older, she lets them go further and further. But we're underneath the serpents eating the fish, the serpent eating the people now. Our Lady wants us to be underneath her mantle to protect us and to have that protection underneath her wings. And so her mantle is our protection to run to her, to flee to her, that we won't get swallowed up by the society, which is in itself is a serpent. And no matter how bleak things are, and no matter what kind of state you're in, how bad things are for you, and you're being swallowed, these two fish could have never imagined to be rescued. I didn't know they were in there, the snake. You know, it was cognition. Before Medjugorje, before I knew of Medjugorje, before Medjugorje happened, this was probably in maybe 82, 83, before I even knew anything about it. I was giving cognition, spiritual lessons that I remembered and told this story to faith, and now I tie it to spiritual life. Because everything is spiritual. Everything is the life of the spiritual life. And when you look at it in that view, you can understand a mantle. What does a mantle do? It protects from the rain, the storms, everything that's taking place. Our lady's got so much to tell us. And the fact that she's not adapting certain verbiage even, to modern times, and yet she comes to where we are, and she addresses us, addresses us in the way we are, and and she still has her, her garb of ancient civilization zone, is a lot to say. Not because, okay, that's how I walk the earth, that's how I'm going to be. Because again, in Guadalupe, Guadalupe, she did have different garb on to signify something that spoke to the to the indigenous people, the Incas, and the Spanish there. So all these things are lessons, and I has got, got something to say to that. My love will envelop you like a mantle and make of your apostles, make you apostles of my light, of God's light. It's an incredible statement, and really the best picture of that, and that's why we're supposed to be tied to the soil, because we see these lessons of what the mother hen will do in protecting with her wings. Things are right in front of us, and it's always this way. Sometimes we have to fall to gain cognition. 
You see Our Lady more clearly when you're down and you need and you're crying out to God. Do that fear control you? People are scared of many things. You do not fear if you pray. That's what I'm saying. If you have fear of the future, are you afraid of the future? Then pray. That protects you. If you're afraid of evil, fast. Jesus is everything she said today. He's been around for or he's, he's around us everywhere. So how many times do we have to fall before we see a lady is always trying to be right right there in front of us? And she's there all along. We suffer cognition. We suffer these things that we might be able to understand later the lessons she wants to teach us and how to rule over that which is trying to rule over us. Can close you in, build the walls within. I let fear control me. i hey. 
Okay, so our lady's message today is a big message. There's a lot that can be covered, so we kind of have to pick our questions here um, to be, I guess, the most pertinent questions because we can continue to talk about this for hours. But uh, So hopefully this question comes out right. In They Fired the First Shot, you wrote about the message that Our Lady gave on August the 2nd, 2011, when she said, uh, the evil that wants to begin to rule in the world and to destroy it. And then you wrote about the events that happened between that and the following year. And then Our Lady coming on February 2nd, 2012, and saying, Pride has come to rule. Now, in today's, and of course, with those two messages, there was a whole series of events that happened corresponded to the two messages. And if you haven't read They Fired the First Shot, that will explain everything, so I'm not going to get into all of those things. But Our Lady's message today, she's speaking about, this is something, action in the message. Uh, you will bring the light to where darkness or blindness rule. So this is this is an action type of message. So judging by what Our Lady's saying here, it, do you think that she's going to open up the door, that somehow the door is going to be opened up to reverse those things that have been brought about from the time that she said pride has come to rule and again I, I can't get into all the things that are written and they fired the first shot all those events but the message tonight or the message this morning is an is an obvious action message as if we're going to go head to head somehow with this something that's coming to rule into the world she's coming to bring confrontation we're to be agitators we will agitate those who don't want to change because those who get complacent, even in the church, don't like to be convicted. And so this is what starts a lot of adversity against you, a lot of persecutions against you because what you do and live in your life, if you're right, they have to, so they have to prove you wrong. Then nobody's going to be content with you making changes, even in the family with your life, if the others don't want to change also. So they have to not just then if they just pass you off like no big deal that's what you want to do. If your life is really convicting, it will agitate them. The early Christians were views as agitators. Jesus's plan was to send them that to agitate, because to agitate means to change those who are agitated and convict them by that, or either they go the other direction. And so this thing about ruling, Our Lady said real clearly today that my son is almighty. He's the power. He is the rule. She gave a message years ago that says, you can't even imagine how powerful God is. We don't have the ability to comprehend to even, even in the most infestable, infestable, infestable small measure when you gaze at the galaxies and our galaxy with over a billion stars and then there's galaxies out there over a billion galaxies, how do you how do you measure that? And if that emulated from God his whole being out of nothing, out of his thought, out of what he creates, you can't phantom. You'll blow a fuse. So she says, My son. She says, actually, the call is set out on the way of humility. That way leads to the coming to know the love of my son. My son is almighty. Yes, he's loving, but he's also almighty. And he is everything. If you, my children, do not become cognizant of this, then darkness, blindness, 
rue in your soul. And this is what we have today. And we're being eaten by the culture. And we're being absorbed by the culture. And it will kill us. And so there is a confrontation coming. That's what our lady is saying. And we're going to whip, we're going to defeat the wicked ways of the culture through love, by being light. We will need all these protection. And so our lady presents these questions to us to let us know in answering them how we will make it. She was asked, Maria actually had a conversation with her lady about, not conversation, but a conversation with her lady. And you got several questions our lady can pose and answer that. She's, you know, one would be, how long will I love you? Maria was told by our lady that she loved her so much it was difficult for her not to take her. Another question she poses with a statement question says, how long will I need you? I says, I need you for I have many plans. I lay speaking this throughout the seasons to the end of time, cycling through. She's not here for a little inter- intervene of man's history. This is to the end. She's setting up the end. How long will I be with you? She asks that question and makes a statement. She said, Imagine, my heart and my eyes will still be with you when I no longer appear. You will never be alone. She's here to take us through the time and to the ends of times. How long will I want you? A lady was asked in June 29, 1981, How long will you stay? The visionaries asked. She says, As long as you will want me, my angels. How long will I hold you? As long as the Father has told you, she says. She relayed to us, the Father sent me to hold you. How long will I give to you? And they said, today, I desire for all of you to be with me in eternity because you are a part of me. So as long as I is with us, she lives through us, through us walking the earth as her extended hands. So how long will I love you? My love will envelop you with love like a mantle.
love you. It's really amazing to see our lady's love envelop us and how far she goes and what she will do for us. And how much she even suffers in heaven. You say that can't be. She's related to that. How sad she is to see all those children who don't want that love, who won't be underneath her mantle, who won't be enveloped in her mantle of protection. She wants us protected. She seeks out of us. For me, this message was sort of one of those break your heart messages. You kind of get used to a way of Our Lady in the message, and then she just, out of the blue, sends forth this love of hers in a way that's hard to understand or even accept for ourselves. But it seems to me that she's speaking about the incarnation in some way in this message that's very mysterious. I mean, she talks about that she became cognizant that God is in us and we are in God. And she's asking us to have that same cognition that she gained, but she actually had God in her through the incarnation, that she became a part of God and God became a part of her. And here she's saying that we are a part of her in some maternal way, almost in a physical sense. So I'm, I'm just wanting to know what you kind of grasp with the message of what she's saying in that regard. Our Lady has come to make us one family, make us understand that. we said many times before, she's a spouse of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is our son. He's our brother. God's our father. He sent forth the Holy Spirit. So we're within family. We're blood spiritually. We're of one race, one human race. Because of that, she wants us to understand that. And for us to be in eternity means we're all part of each other. Because she says, God is in me. He is everything. If my children become cognizant of this, then darkness and blindness will not rule your soul, in other words. And only humility can heal you. The world needs humility. It's arrogant. It's full of boastful behavior, cockiness, just the, just the way people carry themselves, the, the, po- the pose that they have, that they possess, and their demeanor is not humble. My children, I always lived humbly, courageously. It's incredible. She gave a message on July 2nd, 2008, says, I desire to encourage you to love your neighbor. That's not always easy to do. You need to be courageous to do that. And encourage is enclosed in that word, courage. I desire to encourage you. In other words, go to your neighbor courageously. I'm encouraging that that you can bring my son to them as a source of that love that I give to you. And when you take Our Lady's love, because love is God, and if you got love in your heart, then you got God in your heart. And she's of love. She is the essence of love. So I lived humbly, courageously, and in hope. And we have a lot of hopelessness in the future today, especially among the youth. They're not sure about the economy because they hear everybody talking everywhere about it. Because it's going down. But there's hope in what's coming. Our Lady's not coming to destroy us. Our Lady's coming to purify us, to make us ready for a glorious moment in man's history. 
She's going to wrestle us away from the time of Antichrist, who wants to rule now, who is ruling now, but like Tara Babel, Babel, she's here to stop it. It's not time yet. And she's come to do a trial run to show us how to break this hold, how to escape out of the serpent's belly, and through that, to build a new culture. How long will it last? Maybe more than a century, no more. Maybe a couple. But I'm absolutely convinced our lady's here to intercept the Antichrist and that this trial run we go through will be a witness and a conviction of those who really have to go through the whole gamut of what he brings. And we're there. Everything's placed up. Coming through customs, they got now they want to take your pictures instead of giving you passports. They're totally under control. This power is dangerous in the hands of government. Our forefathers didn't trust government, but they know because they knew they wanted to keep it weak because the more powerful government becomes, power corrupts. Then they control the people. The system's in place. But I was here to break us back. And she's courageously doing this. So as far as the incarnation, we this is clearly has everything in this message. And all our messages are the same way. But humility is always the powerful thing. The first message I got from Maria, from her lady, was live in humility. That's why I don't sign anything. And people people sometimes criticize that. I don't care to be known. I'm not interested in that. I like the feeling of humility. What persecution brings is humility. It feels good. Not the persecution, but the humility. Oh, now he gave a message. Be humble in your pride and proud of your humility. It's the possession that you must have to be of any worth before God. That he's almighty and he's of worth. Some of the most important things that he's ever done was not great things of the world. It was something that most people won't see. Our Lady loved Jesus like a mother, immeasurably. So complete he did not miss even heaven. For in our arms, he had everything. Mama. The word mama is love. Mother. What did Our Lady possess in her heart when she's had to say the saddest words she ever had to say to her son, Jesus? Goodbye. Every time she saw him fall, on Via Della Rosa, goodbye, my son. Our Lady's the mother who is a beacon through the darkest night. She did this on Via Della Rosa for Jesus. She helped him, purely human, he who is God and human. And so she's the wings that guide your broken flight, your shelter, as she spoke today, being wrapped in her mantle to rage a storm. Promise of 
It's so comforting to know that we are with Our Lady in this dangerous, perilous moment of world history. Our Lady, in the July 2nd, 2008 message, gave some real clear direction about what we have to do for a neighbor. She said, Dear children, with motherly love, I desire to encourage you to love your neighbor. May my son be the source of that love. He who could have done everything by force chose love and gave an example to you. Also today, through me, God expresses immeasurable goodness to you. You children are obliged to respond to it. It's not an option. We're under an obligation as Christians to respond to Our Lady. She continues, With equal goodness and generosity, behave towards the souls whom you meet. It don't matter who they are, what they are, how they behave to you. You must love. She continues and she says, May your love convert them. And that way my son and his love will resurrect you. You don't love your neighbor. You don't do what you want. But you do what's required of you, that you're obliged to. And you're resurrected. It's a principle we've all forgotten that if we love, love comes back to us. If we don't, we lose. I gave a message once that says, if you love a lot, you gain a lot. You hate, you lose a lot. And so we see much hatred across the world, across the nations today. Tomorrow is the eve of the birthday of the United States of America, July 3rd. The birthday is July 4th, 1776. And so it is that we have, from that birthday, 236 years later, Maria here with Our Lady, and Our Lady says she'll appear out at 10 o'clock at night on the eve of our birth of our nation. After we've been praying for 25 years for this, after we resurrected recently, we've been across for the soul of our nation, with a lot of our charisms and our prayer for the country, knowing that it's very important in the, in the stage of where it sits in the world as a, as a nation. And they gave an apparition with a message. After millions and millions of prayers for the healing of the, this nation, she spoke and said, Form and make prayer groups through which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation to draw closer to God and to me. We are in our lady's hands for the whole world. I was just in France. Left yesterday morning and landed last night. The Rudebach, where the Marcus Medal was given, the statue stands there with the lady holding a small globe on the spot that she appeared to St. Catherine. And she said, this represents the whole world, but particularly France. God loved France and rose up Joan of Arc to save it. She's a prefigurement of Our Lady who now comes, Our Lady, as Joan of Arc was sent to save France, to save the world. But there's got to be a strategy with saving the world. 
has got to be the powerhouses. The church was moved from Jerusalem, where it was birthed, Pentecost, to Rome. And 300 years took over. Satan hates the United States of America because it's an exceptional nation, meaning not that it's better, not that it's arrogant, or should be, but that it's been blessed as no other nation in the history of the world. That makes it exceptional. And it's been a great tool for the dispensation of the gospel. The forefathers called for that. Congress actually even printed the Bibles to do this in the early days. So I want to say to all the nations of the world, listen to this. Pray for the United States of America, for its eve of this message, that our lady gave a direct message to the United States of America. You want this nation healed? She didn't say the nation. She said this nation. Why and how can she say that? Because the pronuncio of Benedict, April 2012, said, it's the express desire of the Holy Father that America lead the evangelization of the world. Benedict was impressed with the founding documents in the early January when he visited Bush at the time. And so he sees what America can do, the rest of the world can do, and he sees that if America falls, so will be so the whole rest of the world. So you pray, whatever nation you're in, for July 3rd, Eve, and pray rosary for July 4th, the birth of the United States of America. It will affect you. Pray that we make God our King again. Love of God brings the sweet land to liberty. America must set out on the way of humility to counter our sins. Sin causes a people, a nation, to lose its liberty. It's the sentence of sin. The losing of liberty is a consequence of detect- is not it's not detectable until the last hour. We're there. The whole world's there. America's got to fall. And if it does, the whole world will fall. America, the world depends on your liberty. If you lose it, the nations of the world will no longer find theirs. Return, return, O oh God, to our nation. Please, Father, great God, our King. Pride from every mountain. 
Dear children, today I'm united with you in prayer in a special way. Praying for the gift of the presence of my blessed son in your home country. I pray and intercede before you, before my son Jesus, 
so that the dream that your fathers had may be fulfilled. Pray, little children, in a special way because Satan is strong and wants to destroy hope in your heart. I bless you. Thank you, Mary, for blessing us. Thank you for being with us, July 3rd, 2012, to telling us the method for the healing of this nation. Our Father's God to thee, you're united to. We thank you. We love you. We pray in these next two days, you hold us in your heart. As you did the globe in Rudabach, particularly the United States of America, because the world depends on it. Heal this nation, grant it the grace, and thereby heal the world. We pray to you, we plead with you to bring your Son to the nations of the earth. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady. Good night.